day, it's Monday morning, welcome to the Mailbag Sin City Randwick Review podcast. It was Gosford Gold Cup Day, again at Randwick, it's starting to get a little bit monotonous, I wish I'd just changed the name so I didn't have to bother thinking that it's somewhere where it's not, but Mark Roden, Rob Scurry are here to join me to review the meeting that was. Rob Scurry, I'll start with you, how'd you find Saturday? Oh yeah, you know, not not bad. So I'm okay. Um, small loss, you know. If old Dealmaker stuck his nose out, it's a, it's a good day. But you know, that's punning. Yeah, exactly. We'll touch on Dealmaker a little bit later. Mark Roden for yourself. Good day. Yeah, good day. Thanks again to my new uh, slash old favourite jockey, Gwen Boss, doing a business of double figure odds for me again on another dollar in the cup. Uh, so that was that was very pleasing. Um, as a day's racing, it was pretty um, pretty unexciting. I suppose Mars Prestator was. Flash and uh, the, the uh, sort of chaos in race four was a talking point, but other than that, it was pretty straight up and down. Yeah, we'll talk about races two, four, five, seven, eight, and nine. Uh, we'll start with race two, which was a two year old's race. Peltzer uh, found the front, controlled it, went at a pretty slow tempo overall, but uh, was able to hold off a few of the, the challenges late and, uh, and eventually gapped them. But uh, Mark, did you have a play at all? Did you have any interest in the two year olds? I, I didn't in the end. Um, I uh, I wanted to because I thought the early favourite Kimlock was a bit sus, but I couldn't really um, get my head around the race, and I was a bit um, wary of the first starter equation, who sort of loomed into the race on the turn, looked like he might be able to finish, but uh, didn't finish off. Um, so I just let it go. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing for me here. Yeah, Rob, for yourself. Uh Two-year-olds, they've gone pretty slow overall. Um, any general interest for, for yourself in terms of breeding or types that you were able to, to glean? Yeah, look, I, I actually, um, I, you know, you, you're growing me up with these two-year-olds a little bit with your, you know, amazing uh, strike rate. Um, and you, you liked Elizabeth, which ran really well. But, um, you know, I, I, I sent out the, the winner second from the uh, Bjorn horse, which didn't go a yard. Um, but yeah, I like the look of this. You know, I like so you think as a, as a stallion, and um, this, this one, you know, you don't get much of a look at it. That, remember, they showed it to me. He was just walking around really well. In, um, you know, the camera was a bit behind him, so I couldn't get a really close look at him. But, you know, you know, by comparison, Valaquenta, which is a Chris, no, no, not not Valaquenta. What's this? No, uh, Kukaracha, um, which is a Waller horse, which wasn't doing Waller things in the yard. It was Toei and. Um, so, you know, I was, I was prepared to take him on. But, yeah, the winner, love, lovely regal head on him. I, I, I like the look of him. Um, looks like a nice horse to meet the winner. Okay, very good. Well, we'll go to race four, which was probably one of the races on the car that got the most attention, courtesy of the favourite subpoenaed and all sorts of madness that was happening in the back of the field. But Soldier of Love managed to get the, the win here. Um, Mark Roden, I'll start with yourself. What was your thoughts going into race four, and did you have a play in the end? Uh, in the end, I didn't, but the, uh, Friday night it was a race I did want to bet in because um, I wanted to bet against True Detective, who I thought was taking up too much of the market. Uh, even though I'd been on him the previous start and he looked home for all money, I thought uh, that was his race, uh, and he wasn't able to win it, and that he was really making the market for uh, a couple of the others here, um, namely subpoenaed and 
Miss Einstein, but when he got scratched on Saturday morning, the, um, the value sort of evaporated from the race for me, so I stayed out, and I'm glad I did because um, it would have been filthy to watch. Uh, those two mares probably should have quenelled it, but in the in the chaos that ensued, they both um, lost their chances and ran third and fourth. So, um, yeah, very, very happy to be staying out of it. Rob, did you have any thoughts of race four outside of just the sheer shenanigans that was? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I don't think we can get too upset about, um, you know, Robbie Dolan did what you kind of Waller does mm. on um, low draws. He, he went forward as a positive ride. Uh, the horse was trucking. And, um, yeah, it, it just went from, you know, this is going to win to, oh, shit, in about <laughs> uh, three strides. And, you know, I'm not surprised. I've never backed subpoenaed before. I've laid it before. But when I saw it on the tally, you know, deep into a prep, you know, it looked perfect waller. And um, I thought it had a class edge and 350 I was prepared to pay play, but, you know, not too much. You know, I, I, I think it was one of my bigger you know, suggestions of the day. Just I just couldn't see much in the race. You know, old Oxford tycoon, you know, he's found his level. Uh, he can't win uh, with 60 kilos. Really not much better than a Wednesday horse, provincial horse. Um, you know, I'm a bit sus on the uh, the Bjorn um, stable at the moment. I'm not sure how, what their strike rate is, but, you know, I think they've got away with one here. You know, people are crying about Miss Einstein. But really, um, these are Wednesday horses, subpoenaed, maybe a listed horse. The, yep. the one that wasn't um, previously a Wednesday horse is Rule the World, who just has not come up at all by the could 100%. Um, just on Robbie Dolan, um, his strike rate's... Uh, very poor at the moment, but he's he's done nothing wrong on this. It's just total lick in the circumstances. But it is one thing to weigh up if you if you're taking backing a favourite. Um, if the jockey's got a recent strike rate of you know five percent or whatever it is, it's you've got to be you've got to be sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think three fifty was a reasonable enough price to yeah, find I, out. I agree. Sure. It was. It was. I mean, I nearly backed it myself. It was really getting close to a bet, but um, yeah, obviously didn't pan out. Well, if there was any sort of knocks on Mask Crusader before the races, well, potentially was going to be the map, but uh, Tommy Berry quickly sorted that out. He's gone straight to the front, controlled the race, even tempo, and uh, the horses basically brained them in the end without uh, moving a muscle. Uh, Mark, I'll start with yourself. Did you have a, a rated price on Mask Crusader at all? I had him at $1.90. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it was about right. Yep. <laughs> or about what the SP was. Um, yeah, I, I don't really play odds on, or, you know, that, that really, really short end of the market. Uh, I just haven't been able to make it profitable. Um, but I certainly, well, I say I wasn't going to bet against him. I nearly I nearly fell into having a small bet on trophies galore because I got a really big figure on that on its last start at Newcastle, even though it sort of was an outlier. But I just thought, oh, I could take take a risk here at 30-something to one, but I, I decided then not even to do that. And, um, Wow, it was a painless watch for favourite backers, wasn't it? Now, I'd like to see more of that too. When you when you're on a short favourite, who probably does have a class edge, just take luck out of the equation. It's it was it was great to watch. Yeah, completely agree. Rob, for yourself, any thoughts on Mask Crusader and Race Five? Look like an yeah, looked like a nice type. Um, you know, I uh, looked showing you know sharp signs in the yard for me. Um, sent it out on top. Um, all over really quickly, you know. I think we had a tiny play on on the fourth horse here, mm. Cuban Royal, uh, and I had, um, you know, the other the other ones. You know, I think we might have had the first four, 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 four or five actually, uh, first five here. Um, but yeah, Mo's Crown never never a chance. I did like the jockey upgrade, but um, you know, maybe maybe Cath would have been better. Uh, Jason <laughs> didn't really um, cover himself with glory here, but you know, probably a victim of circumstances. Horses are a little bit one dimensional. Um, 
Sega Lass is a little honest little battler, but again, not much more of a Wednesday horse. And Miss Deed is, uh, you know, a Snowden cat. So, um, <laughs> winner didn't beat much. Yep. We'll go to race seven, the Gosford Gold Cup over 2,000 metres. For the class, they've gone 10.5 lengths fast to the 600. So they've gone very fast here. And another dollar who I thought was really good last start, uh, just finishing off there, has managed to bob up for Glenn Boss at another decent price. He just seems to have a knack of doing that, especially in bigger races. Mark Roden, you found another dollar. Just run through the, uh, the thinking behind that going in towards the race there on Saturday. Yeah, agree with what you uh, said just then. I really liked her running the Hawkesbury Cup uh, over 1,500, and she was off a little uh, freshen up there too. So you could infer that there was going to be a fitness um, fitness positive out for that run. Uh, also, her best form historically had been um, dry-ish tracks and 2,000 metres. She, her winning strike rate's no good. She hasn't won for, won for ages before this. But coming into the race in form... Um, Mapped well, well weighted, and 2,000 metres, all ticks. And also, the, the weak favourites, really. Uh, you had um, Yuong Prince, who I'm now sick of. Um, <laughs> what was the original favourite? Oh, Graceful Glamour, who... Uh, it, it really, really needs good four or better. It's a real dry tracker. So it was staying pretty uh, solidly in the soft range. So that... Was going to make it hard for her, and she's she's run lengths off her best, obviously. And House of Cartier was the other one in the market, uh, coming off a heavy ten win in the Wagga Cup. So the, you know there wasn't much in, in in single figures, so it was a good race to look for something in my thought. Rob, for yourself, um, I guess you're probably getting a little bit grey with some of these horses. Uh, <laughs> is there any of them that you might want to follow going forward? Not really, <laughs> um, but well, well, well played, Mark. You know, you know, Glenn Boss seems to go even better in staying races as well. My, my yeah. old mate in Singapore always says that. Um, they've really come for Yulong Prince. I don't know why, um, but yeah, that was like double figures into like five fifty. Um, Ren's Day went oh. really short as well. House of Cartier's probably have had enough. Um, great run by the second horse. Can that can that be followed? Your window. It was a better run than he was coming out of those pretty average races in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, aggressive tactics, which they have done before, but they don't do every start. And I, I think if they stick with them, there's, there's probably get probably get a win out of him. Uh, just to, there's another one. Ren's Days SP uh, ten bucks on the official price, so nine to one. I mean, it, it's one of one of those class one and maiden plates at Canberra last start. <laughs> it's that Cracksman in the listed race. I mean, come on. Cracksman form, mate. Cracksman form. If you go back yeah, through and deep dive into his history, he's yeah, run but, against some of the best horses in the world. So we just what? So he's what nine to one every time, every start. <laughs> oh yeah, look, fuck. Oh, I hate him, mate. You know, he, he he sucked me in one day at Rose Hill. Um, Nick Sapin won that day. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I've been a bit facetious. But yeah, House of Cardia probably had enough. Um, Best of days seems to keep running decent races. I'm not sure what he is. I always had him pegged as a 14, 1600 meter horse. Maybe he's just lost a bit of zip or, or found his level at this sort of, you know, he, he needs to go down a few rating points. Yeah, quite possibly. And Dream found trouble um, as it always does because of its racing style. I don't know. And it was well beaten anyway. Sick of that horse. And, and yeah. I reckon it's a freshie. Um, and we haven't but, discussed the track. What did you guys think? They all seem to be, it's race really tight. I, I thought we, I thought it'd be kind of down the outside, but quickly it sort of seemed that fence was fencing and leading was, was a bit of an advantage. What do you guys think? I, I thought um, it was evenish. And I think a lot of that, uh, what looked like 
uh, up the inside early was tempo related. And I think it also contributed to the chaos in race four because uh, when Supreme got into real trouble, I mean, the, the, the leader was stopping anyway, but I think it was uh, Oxford Tycoon or something tried to get up inside it as well. And that's why they all nearly came down because they're all heading for the trying to get the rail. Uh, but I think it might have been overplayed a bit because um, when there was speed on and, you know, horses like Fatiga, uh, another dollar uh, in the longer races were able to get, to get down the middle. Um, I, I thought it was pretty close to fair. Yeah, seemed 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 okay. Um, all right, we want to talk about race eight. Yeah, we'll touch on the takeover target over twelve hundred snits, which uh, won first up, had a little bit of different form, um, managed to sit on speed here, and was quite solid late uh, in the market. Managed to get the the job done over Grey Worm and redouble. Um, I guess there's quite a few angles going into this race and obviously those horses on speed seem to be able to control things with a pretty slow tempo overall, 2.9 length slow to the 600 and uh, yeah, I guess from that point of view, um, they're probably just almost taking turns, I think a few of these, but Snitz was too strong. Rob, your thoughts on the race? Uh, you know, I like this Murillo, I think I said in the text, uh, pretty boy. Um, and he is a lovely, lovely type. Um, I thought they were going a bit quicker than they were. But, um, yeah, at $80, I, I, I couldn't resist him. Um, and, you know, Grey Worm, you know, he's just been a horse that's just given it to me. I'm, I'm never, you know, I, I think I like him fresh. Um, Snitz has done really well. You know, I guess I guess it's maybe not as quite as impressive as um, I'm, I, I wouldn't have thought until I heard that punting form data because I, I looked like they were going quicker than than that um and i had a small play on all two royal who on his best figures um you know would be right in a race like this but he doesn't seem to be putting in at the moment senior fox is is a wednesday you know it's probably a saturday off season horse but he's probably found one too many races now and sort of you know his, his benchmark level is too high um tactical advantage you need sort of everything for him to go right and obviously they haven't gone as quick as I thought and I'll say it again deprives a freshie uh, Mark yeah uh, I yeah I didn't want to back Grey Worm at the early price he was I, I thought Grey Worm would probably lead and I think the story of this race is that Tim Clark's actually been the only good rider in the race because that the data you were uh, talking about surprised me as well um and I think uh, a few jockeys have fallen into uh, position rather than pace here. They've just assumed that Murillo was uh, going too fast in front when it wasn't. It was going quite an even speed. So uh, Clark summed that up perfectly on the winner. Uh, wasn't uh, surprised to see good support for him. His performance on the same day as Grey Worm uh, last time out, there wasn't much between them, and especially with five and a half kilos between them on Saturday, I could see why they'd want to back it. I was worried that was a peak performance first up and that he might come off, but... Uh, clearly not, um, and I think you're right. You know, there's a lot. These are just that group of horses now, and uh, yeah, I was looking. At, uh, I didn't want to back the prime, and I didn't want to back tactical advantage, so I ended up just staying out. But um, well done to the people who found Schnitz very solidly backed, and yeah, could see the reasons behind it. Rob, do you want to touch on Dealmaker? <laughs> <sighs> Get into your work. I was a bit like you and the bulldozer boys on the, on the weekend. Find a way. Um, yeah, look, it, it, it's look. He, he's 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 a you know herd chaser, but 
I don't, I don't think we can be too harsh on him. He, he has put in. Um, he just the Grand Piano has just given him the slip at about the the 400 meter mark. He just couldn't quite go with him, and um, yeah, I, I just just couldn't quite will him home. I was, I was doing everything. I was doing my my hand waving. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, you know, and, and that was it for me. I um, after that, I put the cue in the rack. Usually, I'm, you know, I'm keen to bet everywhere, elsewhere, late. But nah, that that was enough. Um, Maybe something to do with Betfair going down my API as well. Not really working, but um, yeah, I, I, I um, I, I'd had enough by then. Um, yeah, deal maker, not, not a horse. I, I did have fun laying him at about three dollars or something again. I remember he started favourite against Rangy Rang Do in the in the in the carnival and Ring a Ding Ding, Ring a Ding Ding, not Rangy Rang Do. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyway, um, Mark, did you did you did you want to you know? I think you've had Dealmaker um, history race last race of the day. I have. I had those last time out actually. Um, uh, this time I backed a horse called Nordicus for the last time in my life. It's sorry <laughs> about if I live to be a hundred, never backing Nordicus again. And I also backed Purple Sector, who ran a great race. We have a really good site. Uh, Twenty six dollars early um, into about thirteen and ran a great race. Again, that's that was a three-year-old that had a bit of a bit, you know, it was meant to be a black-type group horse, yes. but here he is running around in, you know, Grand Piano. John yeah. Thompson can can hold him together deep in a prep by well, that great Japanese sire, Lord Kanaloa. Um, the <laughs> prospect's been a bit unlucky here, fourth at forty to one, which shows about the quality of the race, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old white boots, you know. He'll, he'll, right. he'll, give it, he'll try. Yeah, um, I think he did did me the other day at Bloody Warwick Farm on a Wednesday. Um, uh, look, there's not much else. Um, Mark, did you watch any of the Bulldozer? Did I? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was great. Um, great and entertaining viewing uh, on the live stream over the two days. I, I loved it. It um, the the narcs of uh, Twitter and the live chat world got flushed out early, and um, <laughs> didn't they? And that, well, they just had a field day. For the two days, they were, just, they were everywhere. You, you, you couldn't move for them. But, um, some of these guys must be fun at parties, eh? Jesus. Um, yeah, I know. I say, I love old mate who said the thing in the last, oh, terrible bet, boys. Yeah. It's really a dollar ten shot. <laughs> oh, I've got this rated $11. Oh, <laughs> have you, hero? Well done. Uh, this is start by, by two lengths in a 1,000-meter race and wins by four. <laughs> oh my god! Some of these people. Anyway, but yeah, I, I loved it too, mate. I didn't. Get, I, I needed to sell more wine. I was sort of, you know, fudging work a little bit on, over the two days, and um, yeah, it was, it, it was. I think it was real sort of trailblazing concept, and um, you know, not to blow smoke up something you know, the team's been involved with, but um, yeah, fantastic. And 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 you, Pete, you were you were there. What was the vibe? Bit a bit of sweat going around. Bit of bit of sweaty armpits. Bit a bit of a lock in. Bit of bits getting a bit stinky by about race eight and race nine. Sweat um, going up. Not for me. I was I was pretty happy. I was pretty chilled out. Like I could have fallen asleep on the desk. I reckon after about the first hour or so. But I think that's just me. I don't really have a heartbeat anymore. Um, <laughs> next time we'll have to have a million on something. Then I might get excited. <laughs> you, you, you were a bit quiet day one. I reckon you you, you seem to you know oh. something. There was legitimately nothing, nothing of any interest day one, and so I was just sitting there, just doing the form for Wednesday, just finishing that off, just making sure every, everything was in motion. Not going to get too excited. Pete, you've now experienced something I had years of. Um, 
sharing a room with Dan Kelly when he's uh, financially involved. <laughs> I think some of his highlights are arguably the best of uh, the best of the highlights package, and that, that will be coming out. I think over the next couple of weeks, there'll be a condensed version. Um, the second day live stream from the four hour, half an hour uh, mark is probably quite essential yeah. viewing, just that 45 minute yeah. spell um, where it all comes down. But, uh, yeah, it's good fun. I should, in the interest of fairness, I shouldn't just put Dan in for that. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't much better in the old IS <laughs> days uh, on the trading floor either, so um, I'll hold my hands up, hands up too. Just a well, I, I'm, you know, I, I just the degenerate punter in me just goes, if that Nashville thing wins, how much yeah. more do they have on the thing in in Brisbane, in in at, at the Sunshine Coast? Uh, I'm thinking Curly should have the you know the old Sam and Dave track, "Hold on, I'm coming." Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, All right, mate. Uh, Mark, for yourself, for Champion Bets, Winning Edge Investments, what's your week looking like? A uh, tiny bit lighter this week, which is uh, good. I can just take it a bit easier today, at least. But we're back at uh, Warwick Farm on Wednesday. Why on Thursday? Scone Cup at Scone on Friday. And Dark Jewel at Rose Hill on Saturday. All right, very good. Uh, Robbie will be in action there at Rose Hill there on Saturday as well. Well, you know, as much as I can be. Well... With the 12-second look. I'm looking for um, Dark Jewel, Tuesday Joy... Um, Girl Tuesday, um, she'll, you know, she'll be going close. Hopefully we're not too far away. We're eagerly awaiting the restrictions or the regulations in Victoria to be slightly eased. We'll wait and find out probably in a couple of hours. But hopefully we're not too far off, Rob, getting you back on course and letting you do that your That would thing. be great. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Bill Gates to sort everything out for everyone. It's going to be great. <laughs> we'll touch on that no, next time. In no, session. don't, don't. <laughs> in a special investigation by Rob Scarry in the mailbag into how the world is working just at the moment. But until then, uh, guys, have a good week. Thank you very much as always to you both. Thank you very much. Cheers, Pete. Thanks, Mark. All, all the best, boys.